Welcome to Future So Bright, the podcast from Class 101 Franklin, where we illuminate the college admissions experience. I'm your host, Sean, and before I was a college student, I was a Class 101 Franklin student who was trying to find my own way through the college admissions process. Welcome back to Future So Bright. Today, I am happy to announce that we have a special guest, a very important special guest. I have my friend Izzy with us. She and I did Destination Imagination together. And on top of that, Izzy is a Class 101 alum. Izzy's main love, though, is music, and she chose a different route than maybe the traditional college student in applying to colleges. And she's attending one of the most prestigious conservatories in the United States for music. So, Izzy, could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now at New England Conservatory and how you got here? What was your journey? So I've played double bass and my major at New England Conservatory is double bass performance. I've been studying bass now for about seven and a half, almost eight years. I started in um, middle school, as most musicians do, and I did youth orchestra all throughout high school. And then my senior year, I decided to go to Interlochen, which is a um, special it's like a performing arts high school up in Michigan. It's just kind of a like a pre-college where they train you how conservatory, which conservatory is essentially just, it's, it's a lot smaller than a regular college, but it's just trade school in a sense with music. Like all we do is music. We have like other extracurricular classes. Like I'm taking a writing course. I'm taking like a liberal arts course. And you can actually double major through Tufts and Harvard. So I can take Tufts and Harvard classes but it's primarily focused on music. Like a regular day for me looks like I have orchestra from nine to noon, so about three hours of orchestra. And then I go to a musicianship class where we do solfege, a lot of tonal ear training work, which really helps your intonation. And then I normally have theory and just a lot of like studio class, private lessons, an entrepreneurial musicianship class where they teach us how it is going to be like um, to be a professional musician. So essentially I'm training to become um, a professional musician. And there's a lot of things that you can do within that, but I guess the goal for a lot of musicians here would be getting into um, a professional symphony orchestra. So if you've heard of the New York Philharmonic or the Berlin Philharmonic, one of like one of those, which is a really, really tough process. And it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. For example, the average individual practice time is around four to six hours a day. So that's on top of regular homework and existing as a human, which is a tricky thing to maintain. Yeah, no, I honestly thought you were just born with a bass in your hand. So it's crazy here that you only started the middle school, but yeah, that's a lot of time. So that being said, what's your, your dream job? That's a Th- that is a very loaded question, especially since we're, I mean, you're what a freshman this year. Yeah. I'm a freshman this year. Yeah. So that is a very loaded question, but I feel like we've talked about this before, at least in high school. I don't know if it's changed since. You have very slim chances of getting into professional orchestra, especially nowadays, because the level is just so high, but definitely professional orchestra. I'd also, I'm really into music history. And so even doing some work around that and getting my PhD and becoming like a professor in musicology would be something that I'm interested in. So what was the application process like applying to these conservatories? Is it all that different than applying to like a typical four-year college? It's a lot more than what 
typical college applications are. So you have your regular application process, which as most of you know, you have like all the details, FAFSA, you name it, you have that. But then you also have extra essays you have to do, like written statements about why you play music, why do you love music? Because they want you to know to know that you're committed to it. Because conservatory is such a specialized place. They want to, you know, they want to know that you love it. On top of that, you have to do not only your regular resume, but like an artistic resume saying like all the pieces that you've played, your repertoire, your summer camps, which are really, really important that you've been to, the teachers you've studied with. You have to have four letters of recommendation, normally two from um, music teachers and two from academics. And then you also have to record pre-screens, which all conservatories, all colleges have different pieces that they want. So essentially before December 1st, you have to record all of your repertoire once. And I auditioned in a COVID year, which was a lot different than um, normal. Uh, normally, you'd have to go, if you make it past pre-screens, you have to go in person to the schools and audition, and then that'll decide whether you, and you have to do interviews there. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. I feel a lot better about having to just write a couple essays now and take the ACT a couple times. I'm pretty sure you've been accepted at least and applied to some pretty cool places. I heard through the grapevine that you were making a decision between this New England conservatory and then there was like one in London too, potentially. Could you yes. talk about that? Just flex on everybody for a little bit. Yes. No, I got into the Royal Academy of Music, which is, I got in actually three schools in London. It was a really hard decision because uh, they're both fantastic schools. No, I ended up actually getting into 13 schools. It, it ultimately came down to location and the teacher, and I would have been happy at all, any of those schools that I applied to. That being said, what resources does a conservatory have that a traditional four-year college might not have? I think we, we talked about before recording, you don't necessarily have like a gym on campus or, I mean, definitely not sports teams getting ready to play basketball and stuff like that. But what is special about a conservatory that they have resource-wise? Well, it really, really does depend on the conservatory. There's a conservatory in Cleveland. That's the Cleveland Institute of Music, which is a conservatory. They have an allegiance with Case Western, so they're allowed to use all their gyms, all their like sports teams, and it's it. That's a really nice thing. We Tufts neither. I mean, neither Tufts nor Harvard. We really have that type of allegiance with, so we can't do that with them. So I'd say it's not really the fact that like we don't have a gym or whatever, but as far as compared to universities go though with conservatory, the differences um, would be the fact that we have teachers pretty much 24 seven on campus. And they're mostly teachers who play in orchestras. Our library is primarily a music library. So we have all the scores to any piece that you can think of. You have like a instrument library, which isn't actually, most universities have instrument and music libraries. So it's not too different. It's just the fact that you don't have any other majors around you that makes it more selective in the way that like, you know, you're only hanging out with music majors. You had mentioned you're close to Tufts, you're close to Harvard. What's it like being in Boston? How do you like city life? Oh, I love city life. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, we have, I'm, I can look out my window and see uh, Northeastern's campus, Boston University, Harvard, Tufts. There's a ton of schools in Boston. So it's honestly like one big college town. 
and there's just kids like i mean you barely see anyone over the age of like 20. like it's it's a it's a really great vibe and all of um the museums and the aquarium they all have free things for college students and yeah it's just a wonderful place to explore and live bear with me for a second because this is about to be a really bad pun so how's like food at the cafeteria is it like music themed like red hot chili peppers black eyed peas cranberries that, that was, was an awful pun that being that said the real question that i was going to ask is what's your best because i mean you're studying at a school for music obviously there are going to be some music puns what's the best music pun you got oh there's so many i can make some good viola jokes oh i feel like the viola community will come after me honestly let's start some tea on the podcast let's what's your what's your viola joke there's a lot there's a lot of viola jokes if you look them up there's like one that's like what's the difference between when you cut up an onion and when you cut up a viola nobody cries when you cut up an onion but everybody wait shoot everybody cries when you cut up an onion but nobody cries when you cut up a viola <laughs> wow so what advice would you give to an inspiring musician who wants to go to a conservatory practice that's, that's honestly about that's it. it just keep practicing yeah. And, and you were saying like you've learned how to practice at this conservatory so like what kind of practicing are you doing in that like four to six hour range every day you do a lot of warm-up lots of technique as far as giving advice to college students as far as practicing goes don't burn yourself out practice but with intent last year i practiced a lot a lot a lot but i feel like i could have done it more with intent and making sure that you're covering all the grounds and not just running pieces. Don't just run pieces. Um, unless, you know, you have a recording coming up, then yes, run pieces. But don't um, make sure that you like micro look at things and be like, okay, measure 427. That B flat has always been an issue. Look at that. Instead of being like running through and then getting to that B flat and being like, okay, I'll get it on the next run through. 100% don't do that. And when it comes to pre-screens and practicing, don't run pieces too many times the day before you perform something, because in all honesty, you only have three or four run-throughs before you burn out. Thanks for listening to Future So Bright. We hope you'll subscribe and tell a friend about us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at class 101 Franklin TN. And if you're in our area, we'd love to talk with you one-on-one -on -one about how Class 101 can work with your family and student to plan for college. With about 50 Class 101 locations nationwide, you can go to class101.com to find a location with experienced college planners near you.